1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. More dynamite! Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. Happy Friday, TGIF. What an honor it is every week to come at y'all now, 6 to 7 p.m. right here, bringing y'all my conservatism. I am the crazy conservative Southern Cajun gal. And you know what Friday means to us uh, in Cajun land during carnival season? It means king cake. And I am so excited tonight to to share uh, this Friday, the Friday before Mardi Gras with y'all. I got my king cake in the house. Thank to, thanks to my girl, uh, Liz, from Louisiana, who sends me some king cake every year. Is there a queen cake? There ain't no such thing as a queen cake, baby, because there's only one king, and it's my Lord Jesus Christ. But y'all recognize that voice? It's none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. He sounds like he thinks he's the king. Over there with that. Um, lots to talk about on tonight's show. Uh, what new evidence has come out linking Obama to Christopher Steele? You know, it's like, like I said yesterday, it's the shock and awe of crimes, of a crime wave. I mean, this makes the Corleone, the Obama administration makes the Corleone family look like they actually were in the olive oil business. Okay. Uh, what nemesis of President Trump has gotten back on the scene? Did you care? Six? I'm not even sure you know this story yet. Yeah. Uh, from the campaign trail, one of Trump's uh, nemesis is back on the scene. We're going to talk about that. And what is the latest attack that is brewing, that is coming our way on our Constitution, one of the most important important constitutional rights that we have as Americans. You know, we can think that the the left is working all day, every day to push their agenda, and they never let a minute, a second, or a day go by in which they aren't. Um, Follow me on Twitter. Thanks to everybody out there who's uh, watching and commenting right now on Facebook Live. Glad to share this time with you all. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I have a website. I'm going to be introducing a new segment called EM with AK. That's uh, email with AK. Um, because I'm starting to get a lot of emails there. And I really, you know, when I first started doing this show, I wanted it to be a reflection of what was important to you all out there. So please contact me. Comment on the, on the thread uh, tonight throughout the show. Tell me what's on your mind. Uh, call in the show. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call here. That's 888-344-1170. You're also going to want to stay tuned towards the end of the show because we got a little game. Now, before I start, I revived the old Dead or Alive contest, and I think because... Uh, Hollywood has kind of committed suicide and killed itself off. I'm not sure the interest was there anymore for celebrities and whether or not they were dead or alive. So we're actually, thanks to DJ Carrot Sticks, he's come up with a new concept for a game. We thought we did introduce it tonight since it's A, it's uh, Friday. So we thought Friday fun day and B, the Olympics are happening. So we got a, na- you know, a global games happening right now. So, you know, I thought it might be the perfect day to do that. So if you want to play name that tweet. Give us a call later in the show. Um, here's how it's going to work. Uh, Producer Todd, DJ Carrot Sticks, uh, picked five tweets. And I'm going to read the tweets, and you're going to tell me who said, who, who, who 
tweeted that out. Was it Alex Jones, Stephen Baldwin, Ann Coulter, Vice President Mike Pence, or Ted Nugent? So if you want to play Name That Tweet... Uh, give us a call later in the show and uh, see if you see if you got the goods to win two tickets to Cirque du Soleil's Crystal Show, which is coming to San Diego in March. And it is an, we all know how amazing Cirque du Soleil is. Now they have combined their acrobatics with ice skating. Speaking of the Olympics, my favorite uh, sport um, competition in the Olympics. And speaking of the Olympics, we're going to talk be talking a little bit about that because, of course, like everything that's been politicized by the left the olympics have been politicized as well um speaking of politics um and new evidence what new evidence yesterday i said it was a shock and all crime sprees and it is i can hardly stay on top of it yesterday we found out or yesterday evening that the head democrat who sits on the house intelligence to oversee the investigation, the head Democrat who is in charge for the Democrat Party and overseeing the, in, the investigation, the counterintelligence investigation into President Trump and Trump-Russian collusion. The man who came out last year uh, said that in regards in reference to Don Jr.'s meeting at Trump Tower with a Russian attorney said, who in their right mind would have a meeting like that? Well, yesterday we found out that Mark Warner himself, the lead Democrat in charge, actually had tried on multiple times through a lobbyist with a from a lobbyist in connection to a Russian oligarch was trying to have secret private meetings with Christopher Steele in London and specifically said in these text messages that he wanted to make sure that it was private and nobody knew about it and that there would be no paper trail. I want to know why he hasn't already been trotted in and brought under oath since this revelations. That was yesterday. Then we find out today, apparently because Nunes who I think on multiple times now has been my hero of the week because Nunes came out after his memo, which was a bombshell, which was about uh, the FBI using lies that they knew were lies to go and lie to a FISA court in order to be able to spy on President Trump, knowing that that dossier was not only full of lies, but that it had been paid for by by Hillary Clinton. After Nunes came out with that memo, he said, hey, hold up. You know, get get lock and load, uh, buckle up your seatbelts because I've got more memos coming down because I'm actually now turning my sights on the State Department. Well, I guess because of that, in an attempt to um, get ahead of the story, we have somebody from Obama's State Department who wrote an op-ed and basically came clean and said that um, his last name is uh, Weiner, apparently, um, uh, Weiner or we- W-I-N-E-R, I don't know how he's pronouncing it, but he came forward and basically admitted, trying to get ahead of the story, uh, that he shared, quote, more than 100 of Steele's reports with the Russian experts at the State Department over the course of two years, um, and it included handing over to the State Department um, information that was fed to him from both... Um, a man whose last name, a friend of the Clintons named Shearer, Shearer, I don't even know how to say his name either, and then also Sidney Blumenthal. So this is, the, it actually goes back to this man working with the Russian agents, actually, and Steele himself. That actually goes all the way back, apparently, uh, to 20, it's, the article says two years, but then there's also a reference to going back as far as 2013. Um. 
Weiner also stated that Steele alerted him in the summer of 2016 about, quote, disturbing information regarding possible ties between Donald Trump, his campaign, and senior Russian officials. The two met in Washington in September 2016 to discuss what is now known as the dossier. So this man was not even a part of the FBI. Tell me why some man who was attached to the to the Libya outpost somehow was meeting with Christopher Steele, a foreign agent, to get dirt on Trump. It's one thing for the FBI to try to justify these meetings with Steele or working with him because supposedly he was some credible agent over the years that had worked with him in the past. But tell me why this man for years working with the Obama State Department was actually meeting with this man and trying to get dirt. This was not about the State Department. It, this had nothing at all to do with diplomacy and Libya which I guess was what this man's role was. What this was about was this was about a sitting Democrat president. I asked going back to the beginning when this investigation started on what probable cause, what grounds did a sitting Democrat president have to start spying on the opposition party? And one point that's come out in the past couple of days in terms of uh, the investigation that was supposed to be about Trump-Russia collusion, which is collusion, which has shifted to obstruction, one point that has come out is that obstruction doesn't even isn't even relevant because it was never actually a criminal investigation. And this is really pointed to important to understand why. I believe that Obama can called it and, and I've heard others say this, so it's actually not even my idea. But it seems clear now that President Obama called this a counterintelligence operation because by doing so He did not have to meet the criteria of an underlying crime to launch the investigation because they never had any. There never was any probable cause. But because there was no probable cause and it was never a criminal investigation, it was always a counterintelligence operation. There should be no investigation into obstruction because there was no crime being investigated. This entire thing is not this worse than Watergate. Victor Davis, David Davis Hansen has a great article out describing why this is worse than Watergate. And there's something really wrong with this nation right now that as we continue to get more and more and more information out about this, that we even have conservative outlets yammering on and on and on tonight about some low-level staffer speechwriter who was accused of domestic violence against his wives and was fired. Dude's horrible. Porter's a horrible man. I saw those pictures. He's as bad as Bill Clinton, in my opinion, who also was alleged was accused of crimes against women. Everybody tonight, oh my gosh, how could Trump have said that, you know, the guy did a good job? How could Trump have said he wishes him well? Well, I don't know. Explain to me this, Democrat Party. Weren't you the people that gave Bill Clinton the Father of the Year award after he had been accused of raping women? Weren't you guys the, the didn't you guys trot Bill Clinton out on the stage in the 2012 Democrat National D, DNC or I think it was the convention which was all about the hashtag Republican war on women and you trotted him out as though he was some type of uh, man for the women. So explain to me that. It's all that's all a smokescreen. Shame on any Republican or conservative tonight who's holding panels on their TV shows to talk about the missteps of the of the Trump presidency in handling some low level staffer who's accused of domestic violence. Again, I will say that is horrible. But let me tell you, Bill Clinton raped women, allegedly, and was accused of rape and the left justified it and still holds him as though he's some kind of hero that is meant to change. 
that is meant to change the conversation. We have a scandal far bigger than Watergate in this country. The very foundations of our nation are cracked and have been undermined. And we need to do something to hold it to account. Finally, I heard Jason Chaffetz say today that AG Sessions, he's the first person that I've heard. Of course, he's no longer a congressperson, but it still should carry weight to the Trump administration that Jeff Sessions is absolutely worthless as an attorney general. And and I am tired of hearing people who think that he's some kind of idiot savant who's working behind the scenes to make things happen. Or as some people said, that he's just, you know, don't reveal your cards until the right time. He folded his cards before the game even began. More and more and more revelations are coming to light. The real obstruction of justice is involved in the Department of Justice and the FBI. And every minute that Attorney General Sessions leaves it to go on, he's contributing to it. Did you read the Grassley memo? One of the points in the Grassley memo in terms of referring this over to criminal investigation was the fact that for four months the FBI could not recover five months' worth of text messages requested by the by, um the DOJ and two Senate committees. However, when pressed, the Office of Inspector General was able to recover those missing texts. That that's obstruction of justice right there. Anybody involved in that? if Attorney General Jeff Sessions was even remotely capable of doing his job, Rosenstein right would not right now still be the sitting Attorney General, Deputy Attorney General, because that man signed his name to FISA warrant requests that were illegal. And involved smears and and lies. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more revelations. Who is the nemesis of President Trump who's shown up back on the scenes? It's a key player. It's a key moment. And I haven't heard anybody in D.C. talking about it. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Hey, Dan, can you believe it's our 10-year anniversary of getting a great night's sleep? I know, Trina. For 10 years, Z-Quiet has been helping couples like us kick snoring out of bed. Think of the millions of lives we've changed. And that all happened years before other snoring companies showed up on the scene. Z-Quiet really started a revolution. Hi, we're Dan and Trina. As the founders of Z-Quiet, people often ask what sets us apart from the competition. It's easy. Snoring was our problem, and we know what night after night of snoring does to a relationship. Visit GetZQuiet.com. ZQuiet was developed to treat my snoring, and we realized there were other couples that were desperate for a simple and effective solution. We're so proud that ZQuiet has become America's trusted name in snoring solutions. Get ZQuiet and kick snoring out of bed forever. Get $20 off the regular price when you text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Text SLEEP. To 246810 or go to com and get $20 off today. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The recent release of the memo from GOP Representative Devin Nunes revealed one major fact that stands out above all other revelations. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court Warrant, or FISA warrant, on Carter Page omitted a material fact. While the FBI admitted that the information came from a politically motivated source, the Bureau did not disclose that the source had been financed by Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. That's a damning omission. The non-disclosure of a material fact in an application for a FISA warrant, its minimization, indeed one could argue it's camouflaging, is a very big deal and its providence should be thoroughly investigated. It threatens to undermine every warrant submitted to a FISA court. What I've called Trump torque is pulling on everyone in the news business. 
His critics are often overheated and his defenders tend to ignore his errors. But it's not about President Trump, or at least this one shouldn't be. It's about when American courts approve surveillance of Americans. And that's every American's concern. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about the latest evidence that directly connects the Obama administration to Christopher Steele. Some dude in the, some low-level lib, dude out of Libya outpost or wherever working with Christopher Steele to dig up dirt on President Trump. He's trying to get it out ahead of the story. But when does this end? You know, when do we get... Some some actual action to stop this. We need to see a, a shutdown. If we can shut down the government, like like I guess happened overnight, why can't we shut down? Why can't our government shut down an investigation that's not based on any crimes? It is nothing but an obvious witch hunt. Direct the the Department of Justice to actually investigate. There's probable cause to see. There's actual evidence to see that real crimes has been committed. Why isn't that happening? Um, in terms of the um, Democrat memo, uh, it's pretty clear, speaking of clear evidence, it's pretty clear that the Democrats tried to uh, back President Trump into a corner. They loaded up their memo with a lot of classified information to try to get him to be in a no-win situation where he's either got to redact a bunch of stuff in which they accuse him of not being forthright and transparent or he releases classified information and then, oh, my gosh, he's you know jeopardized our national security. I think President Trump took some good advice that I heard from, I think it was Judge Napolitano, who said he should send it back to the FBI. It's their responsibility. If the FBI looked at the Nunes memo and read the Grassley memo to see what sources and methods were in there, then they obviously looked at the Democrat memo as well. And they knew it was loaded up with sources and methods. The Democrat, the FBI... The stench coming out of them in every aspect of this is gross, and it needs to stop. Speaking of nemesis of President Trump, 
I don't. Who remembers this name? Judge Curiel. Does that name ring a bell to anybody? No, it doesn't ring a bell to you, DJ Carrot Sticks? It should. He's a local man. Who remembers why a local judge out of San Diego was somebody that was a nemesis to President Trump? What had happened was when President Trump was in candidate Trump, there was a judge that was supposed to be hearing a lawsuit involving Trump University. And President Trump said at the time, and rightfully so, that he had a concern about this man's objectivity because this man... His uh, President Trump was um, at that point was very vocal about his plans, his desire to build a wall, very vocal about his plans to end the scourge of illegal immigration. And it actually talked about deportations at the time. Um, a, the local judge here in San Diego who was going to hear the case at Trump University's parents were, had come to this country illegally. He had ties to a local group in San Diego known as La Raza, which is a racist group because the word La Raza means the race. So President Trump, rightly so, as I would, if I had a case, if I was being brought at, sued and being brought before a court and I felt that there was a judge hearing my case had any kind of conflict of interest or any kind of inability to be objective in regards to my case, I would speak up. We have a problem in this country with activist judges, a major problem. Look at, look at what the courts have done when he's tried to implement his constitutionally protected right to do so in terms of immigration. So, Fast forward, now we've got Judge Curiel here in San Diego who heard uh, the cases today involving the border wall. I don't know if you guys are aware. I'm sure you are because you out there on Facebook, my Facebook uh, followers and listeners are the brightest people out there. But there are quite a few border wall prototypes at the border here in San Diego. President Trump was going to come and review these. There was also lawsuits and threats against any construction companies or subcontractors willing to do these projects or build the wall. They were being threatened and told that nobody, no state or local contracts would go their way. So when that didn't work, when the general contractors and subs said, hey, we will build this wall if we get an opportunity, and oh, by the way, that presents revenue and jobs and a lot of good things for locals here in California. Then the lawsuits from the Nazis started, and so they have filed lawsuits against President Trump in, in order to make sure, supposedly, that the wall will be built in adherence to every environmental regulation out there, which makes it almost impossible to get anything built. So he heard the case today, pros and cons, and he's going to issue his ruling next week. And my question for you all out there is who thinks that Judge Curiel is going to be objective to this case and why in the world it was assigned to him, why he accepted it? The very fact that he accepted it to me tells me everything that I need to know about Judge Curiel. Because if I had been him and if he had any character and integrity, he would have recused himself from the case. So we'll see what happens with that. Um. Let's see. Um, what else is happening out there? Oh, I forgot to give the phone number out if anybody wants to call in and join me and chime in on anything. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, speaking of California and more attempts to what we, we all know why why the left is trying to, you know, not have the border built and particularly here in California. But there's another story out of California that should uh, frighten everybody as well. Like I said at the top of the hour, They push for their agenda all day, every day, in every aspect, whether it's state, local, from the dog catcher, school systems, it doesn't matter, uh, media, cartoons, you name it, they're pushing for their agenda. Um, 
Local Assemblyman Todd Gloria or California Assemblyman Todd Gloria co-authored a bill with uh, local gal Loretta Gonzalez Fletcher. Um, I don't need to get into the nasty. I'm sure you local people know about that last name Fletcher and Lorena Gonzalez and what went on there. Um, I don't really care about her, uh, anything sketchy in their personal lives. What bothers me is that here they are now going after and pushing for more gun control. What's the latest on gun control? These two have co-authored a bill. Uh, that is going to require that anybody with a concealed carry permit or concealed carry permit applicants that they complete a minimum of eight hours of firearm training and perform live fire exercises in a firing range. Now, some people might think that that's a no big deal, right? Because anybody who, you know, should want to carry and do concealed carry should probably be wanting to have some training, right? I, you know, but, um, Here's what concerns me. Maybe, maybe you guys think that that's an okay idea. Maybe you guys aren't concerned about this, this attempt to regulate. To me, they, when you know that the left is looking every minute to try to get at our constitutionally protected, when, when you know and you understand, it's like I said last night, when you understand what the game plan is of the Democrat party, you, and you know that they're pushing all day, every day for that then you have to be wary when they're doing anything at all that affects our right to bear arms. That right to bear arms is not to be infringed. And joining me on the line and calling in, um, it looks like it's it's our friend Abe out of Canada. Um, so Abe, I don't know if you heard what I was talking about there. It looks like you want to chime in on gun control, but there's a local bill, a, a bill that's been co-authored here in California to require anybody that's um, applying for a concealed carry permit to undergo eight hours of firearm training and perform live fire exercises in a firing range. To me, I think everybody who owns a gun should get training for it, but I have a problem with this. To me, this looks like just more of of an attempt to try to keep people from owning guns. Who's going to be conducting these live fire exercises? Who's going to be, who's going to be, you know, in charge of this? What are your thoughts? Well, training is always beneficial. The way I look at it, training is always beneficial. But when we start looking at the licensing program, and the reason why I wanted to call in and talk about this is is that uh, when these tragedies happen and people in the gun community start saying, okay, well, maybe we got to be, you know, a little fair and we got to enter into the conversation and we got to maybe give it in on this point and give it in on that point, what they don't realize is that. Uh, what you're looking at is is a system, and and it has to do with what we were talking about earlier this week with the FBI is institutionalization. If you look at government agencies as being institutionalized, basically they become an entity onto themselves. So the office of the president is more important than the president himself. The FBI becomes more important than the director and everybody else. Well, what happens is, is when you have institutions like this, they take on that institutionalization, they get a personality, and they've shown that they're basically sociopaths because institutions do not have a conscience. So they run with whatever they think they should run with. And how this ties into what we're talking about is, is let's just say we agreed to pass a licensing law. Well, then you have to have requirements to meet the licensing law. And then after that, it starts to snowball as to where, okay, well, if you're going to have a license, how do you enforce the rules of the license? Well, so let's just say one of the rules of the licenses is you don't have a criminal record. Well, okay, so Monday, I get a license. 
Tuesday, do you know if I have a criminal record? So now what you have is you have a licensing system that essentially leads to giving government agencies the right to do background checks on everybody every day of the week eventually. Because yeah. what good is it to have a licensing system and, and not be a criminal if you get it on Monday and Tuesday you get convicted of some kind of violent crime or arrested for some kind of violent crime? So they have to, here in Canada, being an American and also a gun writer in Canada, they, they run a computer check on your background every morning. Yeah. Every morning they run a gun on, uh, computer checks on backgrounds of gun owners to see if any of them had violated, violated the regulations and can go after them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make a good point. We've only got about a minute left in the segment. But what, what ends up happening is whether we're talking about gun control or any other aspect, once the government gets involved, it's, it's always increased control. More and it, it, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's the encroachment into our civil liberties. It only increases. It never stops. It's not as though they implement one aspect and it stops there. They're always looking for more and more and more and more, more ways to control us and justify it. And when it comes to guns, it's always justified under the excuse of safety. Here, what this is about, I agree with local um, executive Michael Schwartz, who's the executive director of San Diego County Gun Owners. He's been on my show before. He says this is about grandstanding. This is nothing more than to try to to reinforce that gun owners don't know what they're doing, gun owners are unsafe, and it's dangerous for anybody outside law enforcement to own a gun. That's really what this is about. And and meanwhile, it's this isn't supported. On what basis are they even saying that this is necessary? Where are all these reports of unsafe gun owners out there or people with concealed carries going in and accidentally shooting up everybody? There's no basis for this. It's nothing but grandstanding. This is nothing more than just continued encroachment on our gun rights. Uh, 30 seconds, I'll give you the final word. Oh, no, I just agree with you totally. And like I I mentioned before, it goes back to institutionalization. Once a government agency gets a hold of a certain amount of power, they will influence that power in any direction that they want because that's an area that they feel that theirs is to protect. Right. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling in tonight. I appreciate it. Have a great night. You too. All right. All right, stay tuned. We are going to uh, take a little break and we come back. We've got uh, some more crazy guests with the latest gender. I mean, it's like it's like Abe was just saying. I mean, it it starts over here and it's just creeping and creeping and creeping. We've got another ridiculous story coming out of a school district and an attack on on men. And then also, hey, you want to play name that that tweet? It's Friday Fun Day. We're going to we're going to have a little game. We're going to give a little Olympic update. Without being spoilers. And then we're going to also play Name That Tweet. And I'm going to take more of your calls. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Mike Gallagher here with real estate prices sky high. Now's the time to sell your home. Call my buddy Sam Razul with Keller Williams Realty. I know Sam. He's a great guy. He shares our values. He gets it. Over the last 25 years, Sam has sold over a 1,000 homes. He's ranked in the top 1% of San Diego realtors, and he really wants to earn your business so much that he'll give you a free, no-obligation, real home price evaluation, whether you wind up hiring him or not. He'll pay to fix up your home before you sell it, and mention me, Mike Gallagher, you'll get 
get a special low commission rate. And if you're not satisfied at closing, he'll even reduce that commission. Guy's amazing. If you're thinking of buying or selling, meet with Sam Razul. He'll give you a $100 gift card just for taking the time. You've got nothing to lose. Call Sam Razul today and mention me, Mike Gallagher, for that special low commission rate. Call 858-7801-SAM. 858-7801-SAM or online at thinksam.com or 858-780-1SAM. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Larry Elder here. If you or someone you know is thinking about selling a home, I strongly recommend my trusted friend and military veteran, Realtor John Reeves of Reeve Point Real Estate. John sold 327 homes in 2017. That's one home sold every 27 hours. Selling more homes than any other agent means he can do so much more for you. In fact, he can buy your home if it doesn't sell. He'll guarantee it. If by some chance your home doesn't sell, John will buy it at a price acceptable to you, guaranteed in writing. How can he do that? John has proprietary systems and already has the buyers. In fact, over 4,000 ready buyers in his exclusive database. John nets his sellers nearly 3% more money, which means more money in your pocket. And that's why over 327 families chose John Reeves to sell their home last year and why you should too. Call John Reeves at Reeve Point Real Estate now. 858-800-HOME. 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 That's 858-800-HOME. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I started to come back from a break singing my favorite Mardi Gras song. Since I'm sitting here with my Mardi Gras beads, I got my king cake. Thanks to my girl Liz who sends me my king cake. She sends me a little bit of Mardi Gras every year. I can't play my Mardi Gras tunes 
uh, because then Facebook Live might not let me post the video. So maybe when we, if we come back or after we come back from the next break, maybe I'll sing a little Mardi Gras Mambo. Uh, Jimmy G asks, okay, I'll bite. What is name that tweet? Jimmy, I'm glad you asked, my friend, because we got a little, it's Friday fun day and the Olympics are playing. So we are going to play a little game show here on the Andrea K show called name that tweet. DJ Carrot Sticks came up with the idea of this. I'm going to read. He actually picked the tweets. I'm going to read five tweets. And my caller is going to guess who said the tweet was it? And these are these are tweets that you. Sh- it, it's not going to be that hard. You'll be able to tell whether it was Ann Coulter or I mean, it's meant to challenge. But you'll tell me whether it was Ann Coulter or Ted Nugent or Vice President Pence. So it's a fun game. Um, and if somebody from San Diego wants to play, or even not, uh, we're giving away two tickets. If you win, we're giving away two tickets uh, to the Cirque du Soleil. Uh, crystal show that's coming up. So that's what it is. So if you want to play the game, we're going to take calls in about 10 minutes, 888-344-1170. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the latest in the left's attempt. They are always, always, always thinking about how they can take our guns and they are using children to do it. During the break, I was looking up and I could see uh, news reports of Todd Gloria surrounded by women and children uh, in order to push for that bill that I mentioned to you earlier. Moms demanding action. Um they, the left uses children anytime they can. Their latest, and, that, and that's why, as I was telling somebody earlier today, the left took over our school system. They took over our media. It's, you can control the message and you control minds. They want to get them young. And there are so many different ways in which they are using our school system to indoctrinate, to indoctrinate children and push their liberal agenda. Joining me now to talk about that is my buddy Bob Walters. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, speaking of using children, before we get into the way that they've used a children, the latest in, in an education story, did you see Nancy Pelosi in her eight-hour, eight-inch heel tirade on the floor of Congress, Bob? I know. Sad. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. Well, yeah, not only was it a waste of time, Sister Friend might have just kept it to eight minutes in some flats instead of eight hours and eight-inch heels because it didn't work for her. But what was sickening about it, Bob, I don't know if you heard... But uh, she basically used her grandchild in order to push for DACA by saying that her grandchild, a six-year-old grandson, actually actually wished that he had brown skin and brown eyes and that he looked like his little friend Antonio. She actually said that her grandson on his birthday, uh, when asked what his wish was when he blew out the candles, but that, was that he wished that he had dark skin and dark eyes. How sick is that, Bob, that basically this woman... Has has shamed her grandson for being white, and then used him to push a political agenda. Yeah, it's really going on today. In fact, in the schools, that's too often the political agenda and social agenda is what's being pushed rather than education. Exactly. And in fact, the latest was I don't know if you heard this story as well. Is that in New York City, uh, the New York City Department of Edu- the New York Department of Education actually uh, Im- implemented a policy last year demanding that schools all throughout the state of New York scrap anything that's gender related. There was supposed to be Friday Fun Day. There was supposed to be in one of the elementary schools a father daughter dance. The PTA had to send out a letter and break these little girls' hearts. That they had to cancel this event because of political correctness. I know. It's just, it's sad where the drift is going with all of this. The focus isn't on education. It's on all of these other special agenda items that uh, the left has got their focus on. Well, yeah. You know, it used to be when, when the focus was not on trying to teach children all day long about what transgender is and what a pangender is or, or even to push 
um, you know, anti-American, you know, stuff or LBGTQ, FYZ this, you know, it used to be about actually teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. It used to be about uh, teaching people, you know, I, I was telling some, we actually had the other day, I don't know if you know, we had a half price off tuition event here at the station because there was lots of parents that want to get their kids out of this type of stuff, liberal indoctrination, and get them into schools to where they have home ec classes where they have trade where they have uh, shop classes again and trade schools and, and and because not all kids really want to to necessarily either have the skills or the ability or the desire to go on to college or maybe they just might want to do something like shop class i agree the option's been eliminated in all too many cases and that's what we're trying to turn around the the program to get those back into the schools so that the kids have a real option for a good life and a good income without college debt and without feeling like a failure if they don't go to college. Well, yeah. And even, you know, I, I don't, there's a lot of eighth graders who still, I don't know that we need to assume that anybody has any even idea in eighth grade or ninth grade whether or not they want to go to college or whether or not they want to work in the trades or do auto mechanics or work at the hands in shop. But why not at least, because you don't necessarily know, every one of these options should be available for children to explore. And it's also an opportunity for pride. When I built my bookshelf when I was in the eighth grade shop class as a girl, I was so proud of that, Bob. I carry that little bookcase around with me uh, for years and years and years because it was it was such pride for me. Well, I agree. And it's 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 really something that needs to be brought back into the school system. And we're we're getting closer to it. It's going to take a long time, I'm afraid. But We've, we've got to start teaching each kid as an individual and not treat them all as if they're all equal and the same and all going to be college material because they're not. So, right. And, and one of the things that the left has done, a new, a new movement, is to do what they do like in China, which is to pick a career for a kid in like the second grade. That's one reason why they've gotten rid of trade classes and anything related to that and shop class. They don't want man, they're not, the left isn't about supporting manufacturing or about the, they're elitist. They're not about supporting working with your hands. Um, in part because I think that's why, you know, they want those to go to people that they're inviting here across open borders. And, you I'm know, afraid, it, I'm afraid you're right. <laughs> yeah. And so you have an event uh, coming up that talks about this. And actually, John Ratzenberger, who, who I had on the show a couple of weeks ago, is going to be speaking. Tell everybody about that event. Well, it's uh, at the Phoenix Club in Anaheim. It's on February 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We've got a host of a couple of hundred school board members coming, along with some politicians and four of the labor unions for construction. They're all going to be there to plot strategy and plan action steps to get shop classes back into the schools. And how can people get more information? Well, if they contact uh, uh, returnshopclass.com, they can get details on the event. It's free. And uh, we would welcome anybody to come that would like to attend and uh, have a great day. Good, good talks and good discussion with all factions that are trying to get the schools on the right track again. Yeah, well, I appreciate it so much. For those who don't know, Bob Walters is a very successful businessman who could be retired. He doesn't need to be dedicating his time to helping turn things around in our education system. But you're like so many Americans, Bob, that where you feel like you just need to get involved. And, and I God bless you for that because we have to do something to take our country back. And the school system and through indoctrination is one of the ways in which uh, the, the left has made inroads in pushing their agendas. A lot of people might not understand the connection between removing tra- trade 
anything related to trades and shop class and auto mechanics and home ec. A lot of people might not understand why that was critical to the left in terms of their their plans, but it is, and we need to return it. That's one reason why John Ratzenberger and others have gotten involved. And, you know, God bless you for that. I think your website is returnshopclass.com. Yes, dot com, correct. All right. Well, Bob Walters, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for having me. All Take right. care. All right. So stay tuned. Keep up the battle. Thank Bye. you so much. Stay tuned, Andrea Keshalu. Who wants to play Name That Tweet? Who wants to get a little Olympics update as well? It's Friday Fun Day here on the Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. More coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-965-5269. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-965-5269. That's 1-800-965-5269. 1-800-965-5269. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain a lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. 
Have you been struggling with trying to figure out the confusing Medicare system? Worried that you might make a mistake or the current Medicare plan you do have may not be right for you? Well, due to the recent wildfires in San Diego County, Medicare open enrollment has now been extended to March 31st, 2018. Make today the day you call to have your Medicare plan reviewed by a professional Bridalwood agent for free. Bridalwood specializes in Medicare insurance and has helped thousands just like you with their Medicare insurance options. Bridalwood is again named San Diego's best insurance provider by the readers of the Union Tribune. Bridalwood's friendly and knowledgeable agents specialize in Medicare insurance and will take the time to help you with your Medicare and prescription drug options. Call Bridalwood today at 858-753-1920 and we'll include a copy of the five biggest mistakes made by Medicare beneficiaries for free. 858-753-1920. That's 858-753-1920. Or find us online at bridalwoodinsurance.com. Andrea Kay here. We've all heard about the new tax reform laws and the confusions they've created. If you're planning on buying or refinancing, it's a must to create your financial roadmap. And if you need a guide, let me introduce you to my go-to, Dave Stapleton of First Choice Loan Services. You've heard of a certified financial planner, right? Well, look across the table and you will see Dave Stapleton, a certified mortgage loan specialist, a certification that less than 5% of loan officers are able to complete. Regardless of how much you have or have not saved to put down, or if you've been through a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or just suffering from poor credit, Dave has the experience and the knowledge to navigate you through the confusion. Dave has been leading families into home ownership for over two decades. So start your journey today and call Dave Stapleton, 760-815-8987, 760-815-8987, or visit the thedavestapletondifference.com. That's the thedavestapletondifference.com. NMLS number 248823. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. We are into our final segment here on Friday Fun Day. We're about to have a little fun with Jimmy from La Jolla, who's going to play Name That Tweet. All right, Jimmy, you ready? I sure am, Andrea. Okay, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you some names, and then I'm going to read the tweets, and you're going to tell me who said it, okay? So you're going to tell me if it was Alex Jones, Stephen Baldwin, Ann Coulter, Vice President Mike Pence, or Ted Nugent. All right, number one, FBI brass is looking like Drew Peterson, the cop who kept killing his wives and getting away with it because he was a cop. Was that Alex Jones, Stephen Baldwin, Ann Coulter, Vice President Pence, or Ted Nugent? I'll try Baldwin. Okay. Oh, darn it. Okay. All right, you want to give another guess, or I'll, I'll move on to the next tweet. All right, number tweet number two. Trump's administration is my administration. His agenda, my agenda. His friends, my friends. His enemies, my enemies. Was it Alex Jones? Oh, I would be Vice President Pence. Oh. <laughs> okay, DJ Carrot Sticks made these too hard. I'm going to give you one more, Jimmy, and then I think I might put you out of your misery. All right. North Korea's tyrants have never been content to merely subjugate their own people. They still harbor the dream of conquering their neighbors to the south. In recent years, North Korea has threatened Japan, the United States, and our allies across the region. I'll try Mike Pence again. Finally, he's guessed Mike Pence. (laughs) The first one was Ann Coulter, and the second one was Ted Nugent. 
All right. Well, that's interesting that Ted Nugent said his administ- Trump's administration is my administration, his agenda. Uh, who knew? That's It sounds so reasonable and rational. I wouldn't expect to hear that from Ted Nugent. Jimmy, thank you so much for calling in and playing. Name that tweet. My pleasure. All right. Um, speaking of games, the Olympics started. I don't, you know, I love the Olympics. I have been a fan of the Olympics since I was a kid. I don't know that Americans are as into it as they used to be because you can actually see updates all day long since we've got 24 hour news and the internet. I think that's one reason why people may not be as into it, but I still think people pretty much are into it. I prefer the Winter Olympics over the summer. And so I was super excited last night. I was a little confused as to why they were actually having competition last night when the opening ceremonies didn't start today yeah i think that's always the tradition though i think they start yeah i think they have a couple things start i think because there's so much stuff they just have to start getting them in well yeah i think when i i think when i was a kid and in in our generation before the internet i think what happened was we didn't realize when we were watching it on abc or nbc that it had been pre-recorded they control what we saw and you know it, it was less confusing um, but I love the Winter Olympics. Ice skating is my favorite. Short track is my second favorite. Any, it, it, that's when I fell in love with Apollo Anton Ono. So I was super excited last night because there's this figure skater, this little 18-year-old dude, Chen, out of um, Salt Lake City, so hyped. I was super excited. I was really bummed as I sat down and was ready to watch the game. Spoiler alert, I saw on Twitter what happened, that the guy totally crashed and burned. At first, I was disappointed that I saw it on Twitter. Then when I saw how bad he crashed and burned, I was glad because it, I, I didn't bother to watch because it was so sad. I really think it's because dude was they overhyped him to death. You know that usually happens in the Olympics. You remember like Dan Dan versus whatever it was, and I, all these people get really hyped up. They usually I don't know if it's the pressure or what, but they don't kind of follow through if they're really hyped up. Yeah, he Michelle Kwan did. Remember Michelle Kwan? She was supposed to be win the gold. Um, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to choke, at least have it be because you whacked somebody in the kneecaps but and that, then, and then your skates your, and then your laces, then you claim your laces didn't work. I mean, I don't know. I was just disappointed. The Chen guy is really young though. And this will make a great comeback story for the next time. I, and I'm sure he's another, he's got to be another, um, events, right? Well, that was the, that was the team one, but basically he sunk his team. I mean, and how many people have the, the tenacity, emotionally, the mental stamina to come back from that and then go on, you know, to win the individual. So we'll see what happens. I think I'm just going to turn my attention to, you know, short track, which is my second favorite event. But then there was scandal in the opening ceremonies. I guess somebody named Shani Davis felt that she deserved to hold the flag. And I don't know why she felt she deserved to hold the flag because let me tell you something. Something, sister it ain't it's supposed to be about the nation you know it's not supposed to be about the one individual do you know why she thought she deserved to hold the flag i i don't know exactly why she thought i just know that that uh, the athletes and they all vote for who should do it and i think she was tied with the person who, who did it or is going to do it and uh it came down to a coin flip and she said that that was disrespectful that it came down to a coin flip Oh, well, you know, she needs to get it. We coin flips are heavily involved in our NFL sister friend. Get over yourself. You know, that's that's what I have to say about it. So I'm going to be watching this weekend. Did you notice anything uh, interesting about the Russian athletes flag? No. So uh, they've been banned. The Russians were banned in last December. The IOC banned Russia from competing in uh, the Winter Olympics, but they went ahead and they authorized, um, what is it, uh, 65 athletes, I believe, from Russia or something, or maybe more. 169 athletes from Russia 
They got the okay from the IOC, but they can't compete underneath the Russian flag. Well, they're, well they don't care. So they're, it's they're the competing. Olympic flag. So it says Russian Olympic. Uh, what does it say? O O A R Olympic athletes from Russia. And when they come in today in the opening ceremony, they'll be walking behind the Olympic flag. And if any of them win first, instead of getting their national anthem played, they get the uh, Olympic theme. Well, I don't, I don't know how many of them care. They get, they get to compete. That's what they yeah. care about. So, so I mean, yeah. who was? It, it, that's such nonsense. Anyway, hey, thanks for joining me tonight on the Andrea K Show. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Friend me on Facebook and go to my website, andreakshow.com, and have a wonderful, great weekend, everybody. Love you Go all. USA. Go USA. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.